Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with author and ministry leader Kimberly Moses. She is highly sought after as a prophetic voice, intercessor, and prolific author. She has a quick, expanding worldwide healing and deliverance ministry. She currently resides in South Carolina and is the author of books, including her latest, Tested, Tried, But I Survived. Enjoy this interview. Joe Domino, how you doing? Good. How are you doing, Joe? I'm wonderful. Thanks for taking a minute out today. Yes. So where exactly are you located? Um, I am in Florence, South Carolina. All right. Wonderful. Uh, before we get into what you do and your writing and all of that good stuff, I want to know, how did you do during COVID? How did COVID change you now that we're kind of coming out of everything? Um, well, I actually got sick with COVID, and I didn't think I was going to make it. So it took a lot of prayer um, and just believing God for my healing. It was just really, it was a press and it was a challenge in my faith just to get up every day and even try to encourage other people. And in between all of that, I managed to get through by God's grace. But, um, you know, economically, um, my family still prospered. Uh, I opened up a new business, which was a beauty business, and that was prospering, um, also, I was able to release some new content for my ministry, like new books as well. And I, that's how COVID was for me, you know, just believing just to be healthy and to um, keep going. So if you were in front of a bunch of kids, say grade school kids at a career day, and one of them was to ask you, what do you do for a living? What is it that you do every day you wake up? How would you answer that? Yes, I will say I am a minister, and I, I preach God's Word, and I'm also a publisher, and I help people write their books and get their books into bookstores. So talk to me a little bit about your childhood, how you got this faith and this desire for writing. Um, are you originally from South Carolina? Oh, no. I'm, I'm actually from Fayetteville, North Carolina, which is a military town, and Growing up, I was not a Christian. I was actually a practicing Buddhist, and we practiced Buddhism up until I was like 12 years old. And the only reason why we got out of it, because there was a demonic curse on our family, and so much bad and evil things were happening. So my father told one of his coworkers what was happening, and the coworker was a Christian, and he said, you need to get your family baptized in the name of Jesus so we did, and all the curse was broken. So from like 12 up to like 18, uh, we barely went to church, maybe about five times. And, you know, we kind of backslid. I, um, that's the best way to explain it. So when I got around 21 years old, I got in a bad car accident, and I thought I was going to die. But between like 13 and like 21, I started you know, becoming an, uh, an exotic dancer. I became a stripper and just, you know, just living the fast life, um, just showing my body, trying to get the wrong attention. And I remember the day of my car accident, that's when I knew God was real because I had a Bible in my passenger seat that my sister had gave me because she got saved. And at the scene of the crash, the firefighter, he said, here, young lady, this Bible saved your life. And from there, that was the start of my, re my real relationship with God. So from that point on, 
you know, was it was it a was it a long recovery, and 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 how did you live your life after that? Yeah, so I I went to therapy maybe about six months, like the chiropractor, uh, the doctor, the managed the pain. I had that whiplash. Um, I had to get my braces back on my teeth because the accident, the impact just made the rubber bands pop. Um, but it, the recovery was like intense. It was tough. But I began to get a relationship with the Lord, and from there, I got filled with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, and I began to hear God's voice, but not as regularly like I, as I do now, but that was the start of just knowing that he was real. And I started having peace. I remember just smiling all the time, and people were saying, why do you keep smiling? Because I just had this joy inside of me, and I, I couldn't help but to smile. And um, that was the start. So talk to me about writing. When did that start for you? When was that something that was going to be a focus for you? Yeah, so um, I, I started really writing when, well, actually, I started writing books in, like, 2014. But I had no idea that I was writing on my life until, um, like, you, like, I had, like, a, a moment, like, God would show me, like, you always wrote. So... Actually, I started writing, like, in – I wrote my first book, and I remember getting uh, a, a reward in class for it. I was, like, in third grade, and then I remember writing these long sexual letters, and my mom used to always find these letters, and then I used to get in trouble. She was like, Kimberly? And um, I would get grounded for those letters. Then in undergrad, I would write, like, 25-page research papers. So the Lord showed me I was always writing. So in 2014 – that was like the start of my wilderness experience, like one of the worst years of my life. And um, I was just isolated. I was on probation. It was just me and God. And God told me to start a blog on a website. So I began to write these little stories of encouragement and putting his scriptures in it. And God told me when I got done with the blog to take, that, take it down and put that in the book. So that's what I did. That was my first book. And then after I finished the first book, and in much prayer, he gave me a list of 21 books to write. And I was like, God, you want me to write 21 books? So it took several years to write those books. So when I finished those 21 books, um, he told me I wasn't done yet. So now today I have 48 books. So I just I just keep going. So that's the start of my uh, writing, and it's, it's therapeutic for me, very therapeutic. So who is a role model for you? Who do you look up to? Who's really guided you along your way? Yes. Um, I, I like to look at my parents as, you know, uh, role models. I, it's, it's amazing how much they overcame in life um, just from being poor, uh, going through difficult times, loss, challenges. And, you know, they believe in God, and uh, they also encourage me in my walk as well with, with you know, the Lord. And I, I like how no matter what happened in life, they still stuck together through the ups and downs. So that just encouraged me. Um, they, and they, they've been married over like 40 years and that's a blessing. About, yeah. 40 years. They've been married 40 years. So we don't, I don't really see too many people now that has been married that long. So they're, they're like my role model. So if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now and talk to them, who would it be? Um, I would like to meet, Bishop T.D. Jakes, I think um, just how he's crossing over to the media 
and doing like some things like in the entertainment industry. I think that's amazing. Um, the books that he wrote, uh, that's really uh, encouraging for me as an author just to look up to. And also just knowing where he came from, the challenges when he first started out, um, he was wearing like old clothes. He couldn't afford shoes. Uh, he had a small ministry for many years before God blessed his ministry to expand like it is now. And that's encouraging to me because I feel like I'm there sometimes where I've been, you know, broke. I couldn't afford uh, certain things in life. I remember sleeping on the air mattress because I couldn't afford a bed. When I did get like $20 sometimes, I was so broke. I didn't know if I was, if I was going to put the $20 in my gas tank or buy something to eat with. Um, there was times I got evicted. So just seeing just that process of somebody else going through that and, something I went through, it just it just gives me hope. So let me ask you this. If you have a dream tonight and you run into your younger version of yourself and you could give your younger version one piece of advice based on what you've learned throughout all these years, what would, yeah. you, what would you tell your younger version? I would tell my younger version, slow down. Don't even waste your time with these guys out here. Don't waste your time trying to chase money because money is not everything. You can have money today and lose it tomorrow. And I would really tell my younger self to apply herself to go to school and be focused and get that education. That's what I would tell my younger self instead of uh, playing around with classes, dropping classes, and tr wondering in life, like, what, you know, she's going to do. You know, now that the world's opening up, things are, you know, kind of happening more now. Let's say we talk in five years from now. What are you going to look forward to seeing happen in your life? So five years from now, I look forward to having this big, beautiful home, several homes, like rental properties. Uh, like to have my own my own spot to do like events in, to do some media uh, studio recordings in, to do like some productions for like maybe film and, like, other, like, shows, and also I would like to uh, see my children do good, send them off to college right, make sure they go to college. That's, like, my biggest concern. Make sure, you know, they uh, be focused and uh, go to the right college. So everyone has a perception of you, an idea of who they think you are, your, your family, your friends, your, your readers, but ultimately you live your life. Who do you think you are? I think I am a workaholic, a go-getter, uh, someone that just, you know, that just always, always, always just on the move. And honestly, I would like myself sometimes to, you know, sometimes learn how to balance things better, like learn how to balance the family, learn how to balance the ministry, learn how to even balance work and don't take so much on myself because I'm only one person. So what's been the best? fan response you've gotten for your writing? Some of them reached out that you remember and they said some nice words. Yeah, so um, it was encouraging. Uh, I have a book called In Right Standing, a daily devotional, and someone picked the book up and they cried the whole time and they drew closer to God and they saw some things about themselves that they needed to get delivered from and just that right there, that, that inspired me. Then Another testimony is um, a pastor found my book, Warfare Strategies, and 
she invited me to be the guest speaker at one of her events. And she said that book was so real. And she said every page just spoke to her about her situation. So I was just very grateful. And she had her whole church reading the book. And everybody just spent like an hour telling me how much the book changed their life and how much they learned. But they they really had no idea. It was just my pain, my suffering, the things I endured. So I just I was very grateful for those kind words. So if anybody out there wants to read your book, learn more about you, anything related to your world, where can they go? Where's the best place for them to go? They can go to my website at profitisk.org, or they can look up my name, Kimberly Moses, on Amazon, and you'll see several of my books pop up. And you can follow me on Facebook. Just type my name, Kimberly Moses. Beautiful. Kimberly, hey, thank you for opening up. I appreciate your story. And good luck with uh, the – you got a lot of books coming out, so good luck with everything. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, and music around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Mm-hmm.